Welcome to From My Lens. Today's podcast is called Activate Your Vibration with Deidre Siriani. She's a TEDx speaker, accelerated evolution guide, and activator of truth and human awakening. Today's episode has been completely mind-blowing with Deidre. One of my favorite takeaways was when she walks us through the four critical steps of reaching your higher vibration and purpose. But she also went much deeper and shared her dark times and to the woman she is now today. Through her personal development coaching, she has also made positive impact around the world. You are not going to want to miss this. Trust me. Now over to Deidre. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to dive into our conversation. Absolutely. So just going through your bio here, you had mentioned that you um, basically about co-creation and aligning with your higher vibration. Um, How do you do that? And what are some of the stages that you had uh, talked about earlier with me? If you, if you could share that with the audience. Yeah. So, so the question is, so aligning with your highest vibration and some of those stages, beautiful. So the work that I do in the world, just so if you're listening right now and you're like, what exactly does she do? I help people step into radical alignment with their soul's purpose, their highest path and really collapse and dissolve obstacles that could be continuing to show up and block you from your greatness, from your gifts, from really owning your message, owning your voice and really showing a powerfully as who you are. So to answer your question, it's really like in order to be in your highest vibration, there's specific things that need to happen. And this is a specific sequence that I take people through when I work with them, whether it's my programs or one-on-one. And the thing is, if you skip one of these steps or it's out of order, it doesn't, it's, you're out of alignment. And so I want to break it down a little bit. And I'm so happy Mm -hmm. you asked this question because- Oftentimes when we're like, oh, I really want to have high vibration. I want to co-create. I want to manifest. I want to do all of these things. We're actually not moving through this process. And because we're not, we're manifesting things that we don't want. And oftentimes we're in a space of delusion, illusion of what it is that we want. And then we end up manifesting and creating situations, um, outcomes and relationships and all of these results that were like, actually, this isn't what I wanted. So um, the breakdown specifically to get into the space of your highest vibration and self goes like this, and I'm going to break it down. So step number one is the releasing, the releasing and healing. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is step number one is because the truth is, doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how great your background is, doesn't matter what's going well in your life, (laughs) you have stuff from the past that is showing up physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then energetically. And oftentimes it comes from imprints, imprints and trauma. So imprints- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Um, So you're not sure what, what I mean by imprints yet? Is that correct? Yes. I get so passionate. I just start going. (laughs) I'm a natural teacher. I love it. So imprint and imprint is anything, any moment in time, uh, positive or negative in, in our mind that we want to label it as that's happened to us. That's left a mark on us. So an imprint is a moment in time that you remember, and it could be something really great. Maybe you got a lot of affirmation from someone, maybe you won an award, maybe something awesome happened to you. So you have this like high, um, energetic feeling and emotion attached to something that's happened in the past. So that's an imprint. And then there's trauma. It's the same thing as an imprint, except for usually in our mind, we're like, well, something bad happened and it didn't feel good. And there's a source of pain or anger or um, unprocessed emotion. Both Mm -hmm. I look at equally. So imprints, whether positive or negative, they affect the way we show up every day. Right. So The reason why it's so important to release and heal in stage number one in order to be in our highest vibration is because every single person on earth, (laughs) doesn't matter again how great your life has been, we all have imprints and trauma. And with imprints and traumas, we have an image, a thought, a body sensation, an emotion, and an energetic that happens when we have that imprint or that trauma in our life. And essentially, because when we have an imprint or trauma, we haven't been 
and able to fully process the experience. Now, another question for you here. So when you say some of the things that might've happened in our life, whether, you know, no matter how great your life is, how, like walk me through, when does it start? Like how old are you? Um, is it like, does it start on an early age? Like, are you seven years old or um, how does certain traumas get so, like say if you're seven years old and certain traumas happen in your life, like mm -hmm. do they tend to still stay buried even if you're 50 or 40? Absolutely. This is a really good question. So one of the things that I do in my programs and the work one-on-one -on -one with people is that I actually look at imprint. I call it an imprint grid. So essentially we go back and we look at themes in your life. So, so for example, say you have self-worth um, challenges or maybe around money, relationships, whatever the the symptom is. It's like, oh, I'm not making the kind of money I want. Oh, I'm not speaking my truth. I lack confidence. I um, and manifesting these toxic relationships. It's like, okay, great. Like that's a symptom of it. And I help people overcome the symptom, but really we go to the root cause. So to answer your question, these traumas and imprints can go back to as early as two or, you know, one years old. Wow. And a lot of them, we don't even, we don't even really, we can't really unpack them or they're challenging to unpack at the beginning because usually we think of the things that have happened maybe recently in the last five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, can this manifest and show up in your life when you're 50? A hundred percent. I've worked with many people who are in their fifties and sixties who are still having challenges with abundance, speaking their truth, yeah. confidence, um, not fulfilled in relationships, um, not living their purpose, all of the things. And it always comes down seriously on, on a core level to an unhealed trauma or imprint from the past. Right. And it could be as early as the age of two. Right. So it's significant. And the reason why it stays within us, and I'm so happy you asked this question is because as I mentioned, when we have these traumas or imprints, it's like, it's a moment that's frozen in time. Okay. So when we have an imprint or trauma, we haven't been able to fully process the experience. And because we haven't been able to fully process the experience, what happens is it hangs out in us. Okay. okay. And it's the image, right. the thought, the body sensation, the emotion, the energetics are within us and our subconscious mind remembers everything in our entire life, whether we were asleep or awake. And I'm talking about whether you're sleeping or literally yeah. awake during the day, we um, remember everything and we can access that. So with trauma and imprints, until we've completed the cycle of the imprint or the trauma, which is going to the root of it and pulling it out, our subconscious mind is constantly being triggered by images, thoughts, body sensations, emotions, and energetics every single day in our day-to-day -day life. And we're not even aware of it so much so that we take acts of self-sabotage. We step away from ourselves. We so move true. and we take acts. Yeah. And we take these acts of, you know, addiction or we create these trauma bonds with people in our life, like, um, manifesting partners that are not aligned with us. And that or, could, yeah. Or, and that, oh, go ahead. And that could also lead to a bad addiction. I mean, you don't have to be alcoholic or drug addict, you know, to have those sort of addictions, but addiction could also be attracting certain sort of partners in your life. Correct. Absolutely. So it's like, when I think of addiction, I think of this could be, um, you know, you're addicted to exercising, you're addicted to food, you're addicted to yeah. drugs, alcohol, pornography, sex, dating, sure. um, avoiding yourself, like really anything yeah. that is taking you outside of the experience. So the, the reason why the healing and the releasing from the past is the most important step that so many people miss when wanting to raise their vibration and manifest and create and all these things is because until you've actually healed that part of yourself mm -hmm. and really done that deeper work, which is, you know, a big piece of the work that I do, you're going to continue to manifest and create old realities in your current reality with the same challenges with different people, with different situations. Yeah. And you're going to be left with the same outcome of how you feel about yourself Etc. because you have not gone back and healed your traumas and imprints. Yeah. So that is stage one of the work that I do. And it's super, super powerful, but most people don't want to do that work because it's, it's a, they want to avoid it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's almost like 
when you can't, it's almost like healing your, um, you know, past traumas first in order to really evolve. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Right. And, and the thing about that is, is the truth is I, I truly believe, and I did a TEDx on this is that unhealed trauma is the root cause of all suffering. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about individually. I'm talking about collectively. I'm talking about in our lineage. I'm talking about any conflict that's happening in the world really comes down to unhealed trauma. And the reason why is because when you've healed your core traumas, okay, proof, see this all the time in every way, shape and form, you see things clearly. Right. And until we heal our trauma, we our, our vision is distorted based on mm -hmm. our wounds, based on things that have been incomplete. And so naturally, when we're operating from a place of our wounds, from our past, from our unhealed trauma, we create separation. We create the great divide. We make other people wrong. And so when we look at the collective, like the entire world, mm -hmm. we can see all of the conflict that's happening. And it has to to do with collectively people exactly. have not healed their trauma so, so once you heal a, your trauma you have choice yeah so what's kind of currently happening right now around the world it's almost like happening all at once collectively absolutely right. yeah you got it mm -hmm. okay. and um i know we were talking about the four stages so sorry can mm -hmm. you walk us through the four stages again. You got it. So number one is releasing and heal. And I really wanted to break that yeah, down. Number sorry. one, because until, because until we, we release and heal, yeah. um, trauma, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and let go of the past, we are continually bringing it into the present and our future. So if you are in a, a loop in any area of your life and you're like, why does this keep happening? Or you're settling for less definitely comes down to unhealed trauma. Um, hundred percent. So stage two is yes. integration. integration. So oftentimes when we are healing or wanting to move through something in life, right? Let's say it's a relationship. For example, you get out of one relationship, you jump into another. I've definitely been guilty of that in the past. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, but we, we do have. that in life. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> we do it in our careers. We do it in relationships. We do it with decisions that? that we're making right? So the problem with this is um, if we don't take the time and space to fully integrate what it is that we're shifting out of, it's very difficult to have a clear understanding of what it is that we want and to fully embody the changes and choices that we've made in order to recalibrate. So step number two is integration. And this is a step that I see so many people miss because they go from um, releasing or healing or, or thinking they have to a space of empowerment and change. But the truth is they haven't had that time, that rest, that space to really recalibrate and have a new understanding of what it is that they want to create and who they are, which is right. why I believe more than ever, we have so many resources like podcasts like this. We have the internet. We can yeah. literally Google anything that we want in the world. And yet more than ever, people are more disconnected from their purpose. They're comparing themselves to other people. And exactly. um, there's this lack of fulfillment. And it's because they haven't taken the time to integrate the changes and really ask themselves, who am I? What do I want? What is yeah. arising within me? So then there's the, the second stage, which is all about integration. And, without right. and I'm integration, just going to add, I'm just going to add a little something here. Mm -hmm. um, also, I feel a lot of them are lacking authenticity just because like you touched on, um, you know, they're constantly looking at other people and comparing themselves to them. Right. So it's almost like you're losing your own uniqueness and that's, and that's, and that's the beauty of each one of us um, embracing that. And I think they're not, they're not embracing it at all. So I think that's where that missing link is. Absolutely. And it's, that's the thing it's, it, we've been taught as a, you know, a collective to uh, jump from one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. And, and we're overstimulated in the world that we live in. There's so many distractions. There's so many platforms like Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, yeah. et cetera, where we're literally diving into other people's worlds. Mm -hmm. And it's a way of avoiding our own world and really co-creating what's real for us. So okay. the truth is to go even deeper with that, it's like most people don't even know they're not authentic because they haven't had the time, they haven't taken the time to heal and they haven't taken the space to really integrate and to ask themselves, so what's true to them? Because right. we're so overstimulated. So in the integration space, it's so important to ask yourself, well, what is 
my purpose? Who am I? What is important to me? And to really detox from those external, um, you know, distractions outside of them to really get that clarity. And without that clarity, of course, we're going to be brainwashed and programmed with everything around us because that's how this world is set up right now is Mm -hmm. to get us outside of ourselves so that we're not connected to truth. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So step three, <laughs> step three is activate. So this is the space that I absolutely love. It's my favorite space to play in with people. It's about activating your highest gifts. So in order to really um, step into your highest vibration of self, you need to have your, your gifts fully online. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Yes. So, so for example, let's say you think of like Beyonce. When I think of Beyonce, I think of, she's a diva. She's creative. She's super right. like, here I am. I don't care what you think of me. And she's a trendsetter, right? And she's super confident. And of course people want to be really confident. They want to be the their creator of their own reality. But the problem is so many of us are looking at people outside of us and we're trying to do things like others, like others. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Because we have not activated our innate gifts. So the next piece is activating the innate gifts within us, which is about turning on the parts of us that have been asleep. Because, you know, if we go back to stage one, which is like healing our wounds, sometimes Mm -hmm. our biggest gifts and our innate gifts that we're here to express in the world were suppressed or we pushed down because it didn't feel safe to be that. So now it's about turning it uh, on. Right. Do you think it's also to do with like, social society and culture in some cases? Yeah. So tell me more about that. So I'm a little bit clear on your question. So for example, like, do you think, you know, like it's hard and you you basically said people feel pressured and everything. Is that also because people are trying to constantly keep up with the Jonas's, if that makes sense? Yeah. So, so So for sure. Constantly trying to chase and compete with others Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're, and it's also going back to losing their authenticity, you know? Yeah. So to answer your question, which is a great question that really goes down and back to, to, to step one, because when you heal your trauma, when you clear yourself out from the main imprints, Mm -hmm. you, you want to show up as your authentic self because you know the difference and you stop naturally comparing yourself to others because you've released those imprints. So to answer your question, that's really done at stage one and two, and then it it won't be there in stage three because you're so aligned with your true self and your authenticity that there is no other way to be. And so this is, this is really important stuff too. And, And it's interesting because the people I work with and also in my own life of going through this transformation and these shifts within myself, um, people are like, Oh, you just don't care what people think of you. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually don't. And I'm not even talking it. about it. I'm not like, I don't care because it's actually, I just don't care that I don't even need to talk about it because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. Exactly. But whenever we're comparing ourselves to others, it's because we're actually getting lost in other people's realities and we haven't claimed our own. And, so, and truth, truth of the matter is 99%, they're not even thinking about you. They're only thinking about their own bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, it, and so that's a super interesting thing. It's like, um, once you really wake up to the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be, which I really believe is stage one, and then obviously stage three activating, um, you know, you don't get swayed by what's going on with other people because you're so strong within yourself. And when you're so strong within yourself, you could have the most beautiful woman beside you or the most successful man or whatever it is that you want to be. And you would just see them and be like, Oh, good for them. But you're like, so not giving them energy, not mm-hmm. because you don't appreciate what they've done, but you're just so focused on your own mission. So right. in this stage, number three of activating your innate gifts, um, this is a really important piece because once you're activated, there's nothing that's going to get in your way from showing up powerfully in the world. That's who you are. And this is where people, some of my past clients, I, I'm thinking of one specifically, he, when we started working together, he was, um, you know, bankrupt, like going through a lot of stuff. And then after a few months of working together, he just exploded financially and has had these massive opportunities and everyone around him is like, Oh my gosh, like, what did you do? Like your whole life has changed. And it's seriously from these steps, releasing and healing, integrating and activating. Because once you're activated, it's like having, 
um, you know, those circuits, um, those elect, those electric circuits in your house, you know, all the lights go off and then yeah. you go and you like, it's like you're on a higher on. vibration or higher frequency. Yes. Yeah. So all of a sudden in the dark, all these lights are going on like a freaking Christmas tree and you're lit up and everyone can see it, but you're not really paying attention to you mm-hmm. being lit up because you're so focused on what, on your gifts. And it's our responsibility as humans to heal, to integrate, to be activated because that's what we're here to give. And then stage four is all about co-creation. So the truth of the matter is we can think it's all about us. What do you mean by us. creation? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So we can think it's all about us. We can say, I'm amazing. I'm this, I'm that. And you're like, yeah, you probably are amazing. And you do all those things, <laughs> right? But the truth is we are constantly in relationship with the universe. And one of the things I teach my clients and, and I infuse into everything that I do is I teach them the important universal laws and how to co-create with the universe at accelerated rates. Because the truth is just like gravity, if you have something and you drop it, it's going to fall, right? Yes. So there's a lot of universal um, laws and truths that aren't Mm -hmm. being talked about very much, that aren't being respected. And that's why people are not um, co-creating things really quickly in their life because they're not respecting universal laws. Yeah. Pardon me. And they're also not questioning as well. Questioning. Tell me more about that. Like questioning in a way that, you know, being curious of their own well-being. I think like people just get on a, like, you know how you talk about triggers and, um, unhealing part of that. And I think, people don't question where that's coming from, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's also the massive sort of a problem. So once you start questioning that, once you start to evolve from that, and I think that also kind of helps um, with these four stages. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So the questioning, I, I think it's really cool that you said that because I think even before going into the four steps, right, there yeah. has to be some sort of questioning. So, yeah. so for example, if you're manifesting the wrong relationships, if you're not feeling abundant, if you keep running into the same problems mm-hmm. in life, or you're not really creating a life that you want to live and you're noticing other people are, and you're like, how are they doing it so easily? Or I'm stuck in this problem. I think that itself is the questioning of, Hey, I haven't been able to figure this out on my own. Maybe I've gone to therapy. Maybe I've done all these things, but I haven't got the result that I want. I think that is the first part of questioning and then asking yourself, do I want to continue to be here? And if the answer is no, that can bring you to do the work. But yeah, you know, the the truth is, and this is with so much love, okay? And um, we're all blinded in different ways. So I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No one in the world has it all figured out. But Mm -hmm. I think the thing is... um, yeah, questioning a hundred percent. And it starts within ourselves, questioning ourselves, our own intentions, what's coming through for us. And then once we do that work, we can really look at the world from a place of more alignment and question the bigger picture and what we want to shift. But it's very difficult to question what's going on in the world yeah. until we've actually started to do the healing work on ourselves, which I think is the first question. And that's the question, can I continue living the way I'm living? And um, if the answer is no, what am I going to do to get support to change it? Right. And that can be something as like, I want to have a better life, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm in a really dark place and I really need to shift this because I don't want to live this way anymore. And then it comes into this space of like the soft questioning of like, Hmm, what's that about? I want to get more curious rather than the aggressive questioning. So you're kind of getting details and your questions with your question. So it's almost like when you say soft questioning, what you mean by that is going more in detail with, with everything. Yeah. So I, when I think of soft questioning, I think of like, um, questioning in like a gentle way, like, Hmm, I'm curious about that versus, you know, um, I'm, I'm using the reference of what's going online these days. People, someone posts something about pro, whatever, whatever they're talking about, um, or someone posts an opinion and, you know, they're questioning something that's going on. Then all of a sudden they're attacked and there's all these people questioning each other from a place of wound, from a place of duality, which isn't healthy. But once Um, you've done the internal work yeah. and you're soft, it's like a soft question. I'm like, Hmm, what's really going on here? It's more of an invitation for the answers to come exactly. rather than the aggravation of conflict. Yes. I, I also think that it also comes from ego 
which mm-hmm. many of us have. And I think yeah. that's something that we all need to collectively work on. Ego is one of that. And once you realize mm-hmm. to drop that, I think that's how it's going to help a lot of us to even heal from our traumas. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. I so um, our ego, I actually just did a video on this. It's going to go up on YouTube probably within the next week. And it's specifically okay. on the difference between our, our uh, personality versus our true reality. I mean, our, our, um, personality versus our true self, our, our authentic self. Amazing. And so the reason why it's so difficult to be out of our ego is because mm-hmm. it's actually attached to who we've always been, mm-hmm. um, who people think we are, um, yeah. our traumas, all of those things. So in order to break free from your ego, like seriously, bottom line, yeah. heal your trauma. And, exactly. and, and, and that's the gateway and it's, it's super powerful, but I have a video that will be going up if anyone wants to explore more Amazing. on that specifically, but yeah. yeah, our ego, because it's kept us safe. It's kept us in a space of our reality and, and breaking free from that is the unknown and the unknown. It's like scary. That's why we stay in, you know, and I say we, and I'm talking about collectively abusive relationships. That's why we stay at jobs that we hate um, and making less money than we want. That's why we say yes to things when we actually don't really want them because it's safe and safe feels better than the unknown. And that's what we have to break free from. And it really comes down to healing yourself and starting with that entry point of, you know, healing your trauma and questioning. And I love that you brought this up, questioning your reality Mm -hmm. and asking yourself, is this really what I want? And if the answer is no, no, taking action to do something about it. So really great question. No, thank you so much. And Mm -hmm. I just want to know like how and what led you to go on this path and journey? Wow. Well, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) We have time. (laughs) We got time. Okay. Awesome. So, um, I'm going to make the story short because it could be long. Essentially I grew up in a family. I do have a few more questions. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make it, I'll make the the short version, not the detour. (laughs) Um, so I grew up in a family, um, an amazing, amazing home, amazing family. Um, but someone in my family was struggling with an addiction. And so naturally when you are connected with someone with an addiction, you can develop this way of being that's called codependent. And there's a lot of different ways of thinking of what that is. And I won't break them all down. Um, right. cause that could be a whole episode <laughs> <laughs> next time. But I think that could be my next podcast on totally. We'll have a, we'll have a whole episode on codependency. No more. <laughs> <laughs> so Anyone who, who grows up in an environment with someone who has an addiction, um, there's different symptoms. And, and so for me, it was like, I had a dual life. I grew up at school and I'd be like the happy girl that was friendly and like close to everyone. But at home, I felt, um, like I didn't have that security and I had that disconnection. So I grew up people pleasing. I grew up uh, keeping people at a distance, being friendly with everyone, always having a smile on my face because it never felt safe not to be happy and to express that I'm all good because I never had an environment to really feel the other feelings. And so that brought me into my adulthood, Uh, you know, had a trauma when I was 19 years old. I was, I was raped and I am, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it's so many people, this has happened to, and, and it's, I think it's just good to talk about it because it's happened to so many people, right? And I'm sure whoever's listening, there's probably like over 50% who are like, oh, wow, I've experienced that too. And it's just, it's, it's just a part of the the journey now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I had a trauma and I had a lot of body shame, a lot of disconnection, didn't have anyone to really talk to about it. And Mm -hmm. I shoved it down along with all the other feelings and emotions that I have shoved down for my whole life. And I, um, busied myself with work and checking Mm -hmm. things off of a list. And I got really good at getting the external validation for reaching landmarks and goals. But the thing was, no matter what I did, no matter what goal I chased, um, no matter how many things I checked off the list, I would reach these goals and I get this external validation. And I'd ask myself the question, is this it? Is this really what success is supposed to feel like? is this really what love is supposed to feel like? And I went down the path. I got married, bought a house, did all the things. And I found myself again, distracting from myself with work and things outside of myself because I wasn't happy, but I didn't know how to admit it to myself because I was so in the role of having it all together. Right. Until 
um, my body started speaking to me and, um, you know, from studying with shamans for years and all of that, like, Oh, did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, my past business, I worked in wellness and, you know, I was a yoga teacher and did a lot of that for about eight years. And, um, our soul is always communicating to us. So, um, my soul was telling me like, this is not right. Something is not right here. And I ignored it. I pushed it down because I was in a relationship with someone who is very consistent, something I never had when I was younger. And, um, I thought it was love. Right. And it wasn't a lot of ways, but, um, I was scared of, of really stepping into the unknown and right. um, stepping away from a life that I created that didn't feel like my own. And so the symptoms got stronger. I had anxiety, I had depression, I had panic attacks, anxiety. Um, I had, um, autoimmune disease and I shoved it down and I made the excuse as many of us do when we have illness come up. Oh, it runs in my family. Um, I'm just going to go get a cream. I'm just going to go get a pill and it's the the symptoms going to go away. But the truth is it doesn't go away until you listen to the message. And so I was already studying this stuff at this point in my life, but I wasn't really to really wake up. I wasn't ready to wake up to my higher truth. You weren't ready to face the, the reality, it seems. Yeah. No. And, and, and this is where most of the population lives, you know, all of the time. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I had all of these symptoms and signs. And then finally I had my wake up call and I lost a massive chunk of hair on the top of my head Yeah, and it was a bald spot and it was the size of a toonie. And it's fabulous right now. I can't even (laughs) imagine you've been through so much. Well, I, um, I used to have mermaid hair, by the way, I don't anymore. But at that time in my life, um, you know, from the outside looking and it looked like I had the perfect life. And that was a story that I grew up in, like make, like I always looked the part, but it was the universe telling me you can't hide the truth anymore. Now you've got to do something. And in that moment, after going to the doctor and being like, fix me, I don't know what's going on with my hair. Um, the doctor said, well, I can give you this pill or I can give you this, you know, shot, but looks like you've developed another autoimmune disease. And, um, I hate to say this, but, um, chances are you're probably going to continue to lose chunks of hair and you might even lose all your hair. Mm -hmm. And so this is about like six, seven years ago. And I, in that moment, I went home and I made an oath to myself. No, this isn't my story. I'm not losing my hair. I'm vowing to myself that I'm going to listen to my soul. And it was scary. It was yeah you you basically knew that was that was it you you had to do something about your life at that time absolutely and and my husband at the time he's he's an amazing he was amazing man um but or i should say and he didn't believe in spirituality and he was very black and white right and wrong yeah. And for me, my natural essence of self is all the colors in the rainbow anything's possible. Like I'm very open-minded. So I squashed a lot of my magic, a lot of my true gifts, a lot of my mm-hmm. curiosity, a lot of those things in the relationship, which and it was start to reflect on your body. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, in that moment, I decided to create a new story and I, I dove deep into the spirituality space. I was already studying with shamans. I was already doing this work, but I started to really integrate it into my life. And what I discovered was, um, that most of my life was created based on my personality and trauma and imprints. And I had to heal and integrate those changes, activate, and then co-create. And in the process, I ended up leaving my marriage. I started a new business and I've stepped into who I truly am. And this is what I help other people do because I can see it. I can see it in people's faces. And I've always had a gift of people's souls talk to me and I'll get a whisper and it can be someone I'm seeing at the coffee shop. It can be, and it's just a message of like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I can see in people's eyes and their souls and their auras. And it's like, they're not happy. And I can see how quickly and easy it is to move through it through all of these skills that I've been building for the past decade or so. Mm -hmm. And that I really truly believe I was born with and what I'm here to do. And so the reason I do the work that I do is because I know on a deep level, if I didn't make the changes that I did at that time, I wouldn't be alive today. Wow. Um, And I don't think I would have you know, harmed myself. Like I wouldn't have committed suicide, although I did have visions of it at the time. 
right? Yeah. Um, I, I, my, my body literally gave me the message that if I didn't change my life, I would have cancer and die within a year. And this was about seven years ago. And I believe it because everything else was happening so quickly. And so there were a lot of things I was forced to do. And, um, so now like, you know, I had to release, release the past. I had to heal. I had to integrate. I had to activate. I had to work on co-creating. And that truly is the formula, but there's so much depth to it and connecting with your soul. And so the reason I do the work that I do today is because my mission is to wake up as many people as possible to the truth of who they are and who they're meant to be. And and once that switches on, it's seriously this ripple effect that goes to every single place that you are and gives everyone else permission to wake up to and to honor their authentic self. And through that, we heal the world. And that's, it's as simple as that. Right. Um, Now, another question I wanted to also ask, you said you studied shaman or you worked with shaman, sorry. Where was that? Was that in Vancouver or? Yeah. So I've worked with different, so I worked with a shaman in uh, North Vancouver for a while. And then I've worked with different ones, um, different, different ones in, in the lower mainland mainly, Mm -hmm. um, but they travel and they do different things. So they're not necessarily in Vancouver all the time. Right. And, um, and a lot of the wisdom I get is, is universal wisdom that just comes to me through, um, many different, um, say, yeah, Yeah. different ways, different ways that I receive information about the universe. Yeah. That's amazing. So you're a channeler yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, I know you did mention your purpose, but I still want to kind of ask you that question. What is your purpose in life? Yeah. So just to touch on purpose for a second, because I think this is important, Mm -hmm. is that I think that because I, this is one of the things I help people activate and understand about themselves, not through talking, but through them uncovering their truth is, um, I think that a lot of people think, oh, my purpose is to be an accountant or my purpose is to be a speaker. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's not about um, the vehicle. So I just mentioned two vehicles. You're an accountant or you're a speaker or you're whatever, okay? Those are labels and those are the vehicles in which you deliver your purpose, you fulfill it, right? But your purpose is actually more of a message or a mission that your soul has been brought to earth to to create and 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 really um, bring to the world, and that can come in many different forms. So my purpose has always been the same, even when I was teaching yoga full time for eight years, or when I worked in TV and radio. Um, it's all the same as it is now. It was just a different vehicle. So my purpose is to wake up as many people as possible to the truth of who they are and who they're meant to be and activate their highest gifts so that they can truly be the truest essence of themselves and their message and make their impact. And so for me, that comes through, yes, I do one-on-one work with people. You could call me a coach, a facilitator, a speaker, um, you know, a lot of different things, but the, the miss, the, the mission, the message is the same. So I wanted to, to bring that up because sometimes we get attached to the vehicle, but the vehicle doesn't matter. It's just what vehicle do you prefer most? What, what feels the best for you and your purpose, it, it, it never changes. Got it. I, I don't believe it really changes. No. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, also mm-hmm. you, I know you're, so as a life coach, sorry, as a life coach, do you sometimes find yourself kind of going back to your traumas or your triggers or, and even if you do do that, do you catch yourself right away? And what do you do at that time? Um, like for example, you know, if say if I go back to my trigger right now, what do you think if somebody should do at that moment, you know, to kind of control that? Great. So the question is, um, so when I'm when I'm helping someone move through something, is that the yeah? Is so, that the so question? Like, so for example, you know, we're all humans. End of the day, you know, we're also helping other people professionally, uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But you like at yourself, like, do you sometimes end up kind of? going back to your traumas or do you feel sometimes some things might trigger you and then you call yourself out right away or what do you do at that time? Right. So within myself and within the work that I do, I, um, I don't get triggered very often anymore. Um, because I, I've done some really, really deep work. Um, and I don't say that from a place that I'm perfect because no one is, and we're all evolving all the time. So, um, what I mean by that is, um, 
whatever someone is doing, I'm not taking it personally as my own stuff. Right. And so because I've done the, the healing work on, on my core traumas and everything from my past, and like, this is literally like what I've dedicated my life to do is healing. I'm constantly being pushed to go deep and beyond maybe the norm within myself. <laughs> so, um, for me, it's not so much about, oh, this person triggered me and now I'm upset or whatever it is. It's more like, oh, wow, this person is experiencing this right now and I'm witnessing it. Do you know what I mean? Right. right. So it's Got not, it. um, it, there's not an emotional uh, trigger attached to it. Um, however, if I were to see someone harming someone else, um, you know, it may trigger a response, which is actually human to go and protect that person to, and to stand up for them if it's necessary. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And definitely. then there's also the part of me that's just like, oh, this just needs to happen. This person needs to be in that conflict with whoever, because it's part of what they're working out. So it's like, there's so many different layers to it. Um, so to answer your question, if I'm being triggered and it's something, it's usually something that it's like a newer awareness for me mm -hmm. on something. And it's not with clients. Like I don't find it comes up with clients, yeah. but it's more of like, Oh, I want to get curious and educate myself here. Like, why am I feeling this way? Oh, it's yeah. because of this. And I can notice the thoughts and then it just passes away. Yeah. Um, no, does, I, does no, I meant sense? like, yeah. So I didn't mean with clients, but what I meant was like, just with your own personal life, sometimes like right. you'll, you go back to that or yeah, I um my core traumas, I've I've gone to the root, I've pulled them out. Um, I feel really good about them. Like awesome. I've moved through them. I yeah. see the higher perspective. I've 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 integrated them. Mm -hmm. So um I don't necessarily go back and get triggered. Yeah. However, um, you know, recently something came up for me around mm -hmm. something from the past that I wasn't even aware of that happened. Right. Um, and this was like maybe a year or so ago. I won't get into the story of it because no there's no point of it, mm -hmm. but, um, I was starting to have memories of something that happened, um, you know, a year ago. And I was like, Oh, interesting. I didn't even know that that happened. I think and I remember I you talking about it with me when we met last year. Um, but of course we don't, you know, we can always talk about it later. Um, yeah, but anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause I don't think I've shared it with anyone. Um, oh, okay. uh, especially, yeah, I don't think I would have shared it, but, mm -hmm. um, with that being said, it's like when things come up, I just, I process them, you know, like feel into it, process it, maybe write about it. And I'm really lucky that I have so many tools in my tool belt that are ancient wisdom technology pieces that I use within myself to access and release things so that they don't keep coming up. So right. as much as I do that stuff with other, with clients, if something's coming up with me and I'm like, oh wow, this is a thing. I will literally go through this transmission or this process to do the same work within myself. And then it's like, oh, it's, it's complete. So I don't stay in things for long. Um, yeah. And, uh, that's one thing that people in my community, they're like, wow, you went through what? And you're, you're fine. It's like the next day. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Because, because I did all the like work. I, yeah. Because I know what to do. And yeah. unfortunately a lot of people go to, and I think therapy is great by the way, but they'll go to therapy for like six months, six years, 10 years to resolve one core issue. Whereas within the work that I do, it's like, I can resolve that within myself or yeah. another oftentimes within one session. So it's like, it's your time is your most valuable, um, asset. And for me, I, I know that, so I don't linger in stuff longer than I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, also I'm human. So of course I feel things, of course of I'm course. like, Oh, that yeah. happened. And I need to process that, you know? Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, when people go to therapists or people are so ashamed to even admit that it's almost like such a taboo to even say that, Oh yeah, I have a therapist or I'm seeing one. It's, I, I just don't get why it's, it feels so wrong um, to even ask for help. Yeah. Well, I think it goes against everything that we've been programmed. So if you just look in the media, like I don't watch TV, I don't watch the news. I'm not tuned in to all of the noise because it literally programs your mind it actually does. So it programs your belief systems, it programs your fears, it programs everything about you, how you purchase, exactly. um, if you alternate parts of your body, like literally yeah. everything that we show up as in the world is based on programming. Exactly. So I'm not into that. Um, but the thing is anything that we are doing, our behavior comes from our like unconscious, right? Or mm -hmm. subconscious mind. And we're, we're showing up and we don't know it. So it's like, um, 
yeah, it's just, uh, it's really interesting how we're being programmed. And so it doesn't surprise me that people have shame or don't want to talk about it. And then there's people who talk about it as a way to position themselves in a way or to, you know, um, come across like they're X, Y, Z. And it doesn't matter. But the thing is, the truth is we're being programmed for so many things and that's just a piece of it. So it totally makes sense. But I think like the, we the biggest weakness that we have as humans is pretending we have it all together and not asking for help. I think those are the two biggest symptoms of not feeling of, of, of having that space of not feeling in control of our life. Because if we can't ask for help and if we have to keep it all together all the time, we're going to have some major issues in our life and it makes things hard, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And that's what happens when you, um, I'm not saying being confrontational is, you know, all the time good, but at the same time, um, you know, you need to be confrontational just rather than keeping it all inside yourself because that's what happens like everybody explodes <laughs> yeah and it's interesting because um so you say the word explodes and i i totally know like we all have all these emotions and mm -hmm. you know in men depression often shows up as rage and anger yeah, whereas definitely. women sometimes it shows up differently right so mm -hmm. sometimes it's a little bit different so um of course course, yes, suppressed emotions, um, when they come up, sometimes they'll come up, you know, maybe at someone at like, you're going to Starbucks and you're like, Wah! or, or <laughs> someone who, you know, um, or someone yeah. close to you and they're like, what's going on? Right. Like this has nothing yeah. to do with me. Um, but the truth is there's also this, um, level of sacred rage. And this is something I recently, um, experienced for the first time. So I don't experience a lot of anger. Like I, you know, I do process things that they come up, of course, but the anger and the rage that I've been seeing within, you know, myself or, or certain other people, it's like, if it's for a cause, if it's out of like helping someone and it's coming from a place of alignment and love, Definitely. there's something called sacred rage. And I never right. understood that. And I started to understand, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what I'm feeling with like the collective or this challenge really is sacred rage. And so it's so interesting how there's different layers of emotions and different vibrations of them. And I'm like, Oh, how powerful. I never knew that existed before. Yes. So yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot, um, to explore for sure. Definitely. Um, also you did mention, I think in the beginning, very fairly about your program in September. Can you please just quickly, uh, talk about your upcoming program launching in September? Yeah. Thanks for asking. So one thing I'm really excited about is it's called turn your light on and it's, um, a 12 week integrative program. And the beautiful thing about it is, is that it's 12 weeks of really um, stepping into the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be. It's a really fun, interactive program with a lot of people in it with, you know, big hearts and missions and, and really want to be the best version of themselves. And I take people through essentially the, the top things that I've discovered from working with people one-on-one -on -one as well as facilitating large groups of what are the main things that people need to strengthen and understand and uncover within themselves to release, to integrate, to activate their highest gifts and to co-create an accelerated rate. And it's this program. And so it starts on September 21st and in September, we're going to have um, some master classes and some things to explore and feel into this work deeper and also to enroll in this program. And so right now we're on week 10 of the program. It's going to be wrapping up in the next two weeks. And we have 31 people in the program and they're all incredible people, great at what they do. And they're jaws are dropped open at the amount of value and, and transformation that they have. We have shamans in the group. We have oh, healers. Amazing. We have yeah. really uh, powerful leaders in their own domains and they're blown away by the awareness and the transformation and the deep, deep healing that they've had within themselves and the results that they're getting in their life um, so quickly. So it's really an accelerated path That's to amazing. your own evolution, your own freedom, and really stepping into more fulfillment, abundance, and impact. And I am so excited about it. So thank wow. you for asking about that. Yep. Layers of emotions in different vibrations of them. And I'm like, Oh, how powerful. I never knew that existed before. Yes. So yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot, um, to explore for sure. 
Definitely. Um, also, you did mention, I think in the beginning, very fairly about your program in September. Can you please just quickly uh, talk about your upcoming program launching in September? Yeah, thanks for asking. So one thing I'm really excited about is it's called Turn Your Light On. And it's um, a 12 week integrative program. And the beautiful thing about it is, is that it's 12 weeks of really um, stepping into the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be. It's a really fun, interactive program with a lot of people in it with, you know, big hearts and missions and, and really want to be the best version of themselves. And I take people through essentially the, the top things that I've discovered from working with people one-on-one -on -one as well as facilitating large groups of what are the main things that people need to strengthen and understand and uncover within themselves to release, to integrate, to activate their highest gifts and to co-create an accelerated rate. And it's this program. And so it starts on September 21st and in September, we're going to have um, some master classes and some things to explore and feel into this work deeper and also to enroll in this program. And so right now we're on week 10 of the program. It's going to be wrapping up in the next two weeks and we have 31 people in the program and they're all incredible people, great at what they do. And they're jaws are dropped open at the amount of value and, and transformation that they have. We have shamans in the group. We have Amazing. healers. We have yeah. really uh, powerful leaders in their own domains. And they're blown away by the awareness and the transformation and the deep, deep healing that they've had within themselves and the results that they're getting in their life um, so quickly. So it's really an accelerated path That's to amazing. your own evolution, your own freedom, and really stepping into more fulfillment, abundance, and impact. And I am so excited about it. So thank wow. you for asking about that. No, of course. If people need to find you, where do they go? Yeah. So um, with the program, uh, the program is launching in September and that can be found at radicallyaligned.com. Maybe we'll add it to the show notes, the website. Yeah. And you can jump on there and learn more about the program. It's virtual. So really like anywhere in the world, you can, you can come and play. We have people from all over the world right now, yeah. uh, the States, uh, Europe, Canada, and everywhere else. And um, so there's that. Um, there's also the YouTube channel. So if you want to learn more about like your true identity versus personality, and, and you're kind of curious about some of these topics, mm -hmm. you know, Google my name on YouTube and maybe we'll add a link there. There's lots of free content, adding something every week. Perfect. And if you go to my website at radicallyaligned.com, I have this really awesome freebie that I really want to encourage um, you to go and take advantage of. It's a 20, I think it's over 20 different categories of your life, which is okay. really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's basically an assessment with a video series that shows you how to go through this assessment and see exactly what is in the way of you co-creating and manifesting what it is that you want at your highest vibration. And it gives you like so much awareness. So if you are in a space where you want to manifest that relationship this year or more abundance or be more in your purpose or yeah. whatever else, it right. literally has this amazing assessment and mm -hmm. some videos that will support you through that. And it's completely free. You just have to go to my website, Give your email address and you'll get the, um, you'll have the opening for that, which Perfect. is uh, so much value. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much, Deidre. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Now, there you have it with Deidre Sirianni. I'd now love to hear from you guys. If you guys like this episode, rate it, review it. Let me know your thoughts and what your favorite part of this episode was. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and until next time. Bye now.